over the weekend a stir was caused when the news of the excommunication of Father Jeremy Leatherby was made public. Father Leatherby was a diocesan priest in the Diocese of Sacramento, California. He had for some time been under restrictions for past unrelated issues that the diocese was investigating, but had recently begun to provide the sacraments to the laity during the parish closures. That then morphed into his saying masses in the homes of the faithful, not only against the orders of the bishop, but more importantly, with allegedly both the name of his bishop and Pope Francis's names omitted from the Eucharistic rite of the Mass, and instead the Mass was said recognizing Benedict XVI as the true Pope. It is alleged that Father Leatherby also spoke publicly denying the validity of the Francis pontificate and claimed that Benedict is still the Pope. This, according to his bishop, incurred Father Leatherby's automatic excommunication, which the bishop is enforcing. Today, I have for you the letters of Bishop Soto enforcing that action. The first is very short and addressed to Father Leatherby. The second is slightly longer, but still short, and addressed to the public. Following that, I have the letter to the public from Father Leatherby explaining his actions. I present them to you today because I know that the Catholic world is increasingly debating this very topic. But I also present this so you can have the facts as they are known from the sources. You can expect a lot of opining on this from various people, but I'm not going to be one of them. For additional information, I recommend you read Brother Bugnolo's take on the case, as he has the canonical consequences and interpretations canonically laid out in a piece on his blog, FromRome.info. A link to that piece and link to the letters are on the source's blog at ReturnToTradition.org, which is itself linked in the description box. But for now, I'm going to let the bishop and priest involved speak for themselves. The letter of Bishop Soto, Diocese of Sacramento, to Father Leatherby, informing him of his excommunication. August 3rd, 2020. Reverend Jeremy Leatherby. Dear Father Leatherby, In this letter, I inform you that you have incurred a latte sententia excommunication, for having instructed the faithful against the legitimacy of the pontiff, pontificate of His Holiness Pope Francis. By this instruction you have publicly incited among the faithful animosity against the apostolic see. You have also incited animosity against me, the Bishop of Sacramento. You have demonstrated contumacy in refusing my efforts to communicate with you. By your contumacy you have caused grave scandal by inciting schism. I have received a number of testimonies reporting that you have offered Mass publicly in violation of my withdrawal of your faculties and prohibition against the exercise of public ministry. In the exercise of these illicit rites, offered in public with innumerable presence of the faithful, you have preached against the Holy Father and omitted the inclusion of his name and mine from the Eucharistic prayer. I have received recordings of your preaching on these occasions, thus verifying what you have refused to acknowledge in my telephone conversation with you on June 18, 2020, as well as your failure to respond to correspondence dated May 26, 2020 and July 8, 2020. All of this has verified that you have incurred the Latesa Sitentia excommunication by this letter I confirm. Do not heed the voices or sentiments that have driven you to this. These are not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
You are wounding the church you have previously solemnly promised to serve. Your actions have placed you and others in grave moral danger. Listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd, in whose name I speak with fraternal solicitude. I direct you to seek reconciliation with the Lord Jesus and his body, the church. You must cease immediately to offer Mass, publicly or privately. You must cease the exercise of any public ministry. You must assume a life of prayer and penance under my direction. If you do not communicate your compliance to these remedial instructions by Thursday, August 6, 2020, I will communicate to the clergy and faithful of the Diocese of Sacramento the latte sententia excommunication you have incurred on Friday, August 7, 2020. Signed, the Bishop of, uh, Bishop Soto of the Diocese of Sacramento. And then we have the letter to the general public of Bishop Soto announcing the excommunication. August 7th, 2020. Dear friends in Christ, Father Jeremy Leatherby has placed himself and others in a state of schism with the Roman Catholic Church. By his words and actions, Father Leatherby has incurred a latte sententia automatic excommunication. This means that by his own volition he has separated himself from communion with the Roman Pontiff, Pope Francis, and other members of the Catholic Church. Father Leatherby has violated my instruction by offering Mass and teaching publicly to a number of the faithful. He has instructed them against the legitimacy of His Holiness, Pope Francis. He has substituted the Holy Father's name with the name of his predecessor, and omitted my name during the recitation of a Eucharistic prayer while offering Mass. After obstinately not responding to a number of my inquiries by telephone and correspondence, he has now confirmed his schismatic stance. Because of the grave scandal of these actions, I have no recourse but to announce publicly the consequence of his decisions. He has brought himself uh, he has brought upon himself an automatic latte sententia excommunication. Prior to these lamentable events, there had been ongoing canonical process concerning other alleged behaviors by Father Jeremy Leatherby in violation of priestly promises. This process admittedly has been long still continuing and is in the hands of other ecclesiastical authorities. The events by which he has excommunicated himself are unrelated to these previous allegations and the ensuing investigation. These are two separate issues. Both clergy and faithful are instructed to refrain from any further attempt by Father Leatherby to offer the Mass or other sacraments. Join me in praying for his reconciliation and return to full communion with the Roman Catholic Church. May the intercession of our Blessed Mother Mary help Father Leatherby to repent of the harm he has inflicted on the Church. With maternal solicitude, may she gather us together into the one communion of the Church, holy and purified by the blood of her Lamb, her Son, Jesus Christ. Respectfully, Jamie Soto, Bishop of Sacramento. So, after all of that, I have the letter of Father Jeremy Leatherby that was directed to the public, specifically mostly to his parishioners. I am, however, not going to read the full thing, and partially because it's long, but also because the first portion deals with the other things he's dealing with with the diocese, which are frankly of a salacious nature. And I am not uploading these to cause scandal and spread scandal, so I'm going to omit that part of the letter. However, if you would like to read the full letter of your own volition, 
on the Sources blog at returntotradition.org, as in spelled the same way as the name of my channel, you, there will be a link to the document. You can read it for yourself. I have, again, no interest in the salacious details of certain things that are unrelated to the excommunication at hand. I'll take the bishop's word for that. So, the link is on the Sources blog, and it's linked in the description of the video or podcast that you're, you're seeing or hearing this through. So, without further ado, I am going to uh, continue about part of the way down to this letter so that we get to the actual important details. So, why haven't I left after all this time? Why not cease the drama and heartache of it all? As I said above, I was about to. Most priests in my situation, and there are far more than one might realize, don't get beyond the two-year mark. It's practically unbearable for so many reasons. When I was going to call it quits, the affliction hit, and the sacraments were banned virtually throughout the world. The faithful were denied that which is most essential, even more essential than food or drink. They were denied the Eucharist, the bread that which without which one does not have life within him. I knew canonically that what was being done violated the law of the church. The faithful who requested them and are in a proper state have a right to receive the sacraments always. I couldn't stand by and watch as what I believe to be the greatest denial of Christ since his very own crucifixion was taking place. If the Eucharist is the source and center and summit of the Catholic faith, how could it be kept from believers? How could bishops and priests tell people that they are not allowed to receive Jesus? What father would deprive his children their daily bread? It goes entirely against our faith and tradition. So, I emerged to provide the sacraments for people, particularly since it was, and still is, I believe, a national state of emergency. In a state of emergency, even laicized or former priests can, and perhaps even are morally obliged to, offer the sacraments for the faithful. During this affliction, I couldn't permit them to go without the foundational source of all healing, grace, and salvation. This leads me back to where I began, with excommunication. At first, I brought the sacred hosts that I consecrated in private masses to one home after another. Soon, it was all day, every Sunday, driving all over town to bring people the bread of life. Finally, in order to provide for everyone, I had to celebrate public and private masses in homes. Ultimately, 350 people a weekend were attending. However, the Masses for the last few months I have celebrated in union with Pope Benedict, not with Pope Francis. Many who have joined me hold, like I do, that Benedict remains the one true Pope. Bishop Soto's sentence of excommunication against me is consistent with my relationship with Jorge, Ber with Jorge Bergoglio, Pope Francis, with whom I cannot morally, spiritually, or intellectually, in good conscience, align myself. Bergoglio's act of idol worship in St. Peter's Basilica in October of 2019, his consistent promo promotion of religious syncretism, and his violation of the Church's constant sacramental tradition regarding the reception of Holy Communion by the divorced and remarried, among other things, has left me unable to consider myself in ecclesial communion with him. Further, and more importantly, I find it indefensible to hold Pope Benedict's Declaratio of 2013 fulfills the requirements for a valid act of resignation from the papacy, according to canon law. Thus, I continue to regard Benedict as retaining the office of Peter, as mysterious as that might be. Therefore, I do not regard Bergoglio as the supreme pontiff of the Roman Catholic Church. 
Frightening, I believe he may be the head of the counter-church about which Venerable Fulton Sheen prophesied, or the anti-church spoken of by Carol Woltlia, the future Pope John Paul II, or the parallel church written about recently by Archbishop Vigano. Yes, I deservedly incur excommunication if Bergoglio is indeed the valid successor of Peter. And I am guilty of causing the great division within the mystical body of Christ. However, I could not in good conscience do otherwise. If I were to go before God on the day of judgment and not have taken this step, I would be afraid of the consequences. I would be a coward for not standing up for what I believe to be true, and what I know many priests and even bishops are grappling with, some of whom believe what I believe in the privacy of their consciences. If this is true, perhaps it is time for all of them to simply come forward. When all is revealed, if I am mistaken, I will humbly repent of my sin and error, for I love the Holy Roman Catholic Church. I have sought to give my life for her and only want to die in her bosom. No longer being in union with the church over which Bergoglio reigns, I am seeking a dispensation from the clerical state in that church. I no longer want to be affiliated with it through canonical ties. Of course, I remain a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek, and I intend to seek to live out my priestly promises independently. In the Immaculate Heart of Mary, signed, Father Jeremy Leatherby. So there you have it. I myself don't really know what to think about this, though I'll say this much. Do you remember the case of the hermits in the English Isles who had been saying masses in union with Benedict and denying the legitimacy of Pope Francis' pontificate? They were excommunicated for the same actions, though I do believe they still retain their monastic property. I haven't seen an update from them in some time, though, so I could be wrong on that. So if anyone has an update on their situation, let me know. You can email me or something. And let me know your thoughts on this situation. It's clear that everyone involved needs your prayers, including Father Leatherby, his bishop, and the members of Father Leatherby's former parish community. And I would hope that you're praying for an end to the diabolic disorientation that has gripped the church, which has led to this situation for Father Leatherby and other priests and bishops. I mean, in this case, someone's in the wrong, right? And again, let me know what you think about this. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.